Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hi guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. This is part two of Addie LaRue. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And we're just going to jump right back into it, wherever I stopped last time. <laughs> um, good luck to you, and thanks for coming back. Get ready for some right. crying. Hope you got a tissue box. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Here we it's go. Gonna, and then we're going to get into a whole, like, argument. Should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All okay. right. This is the first chapter you read. <laughs> this this is how far into the timeline you are when you first read this fucking book. <laughs> okay. So we're finally back in Addie's perspective. We're in New York City. Addie is 323, and it's the start of the book. And we meet Toby. <laughs> I love her three little side flings. I absolutely adore them. But yes, Toby is the first one. <laughs> okay. All right. So All to, right. to pre- preface this or preface yes. this. So yesterday I came to the realization that we did the same you're already I came to the realization. I was like, I'm going to play some hosier while I'm in the shower. <laughs> and it's hitting me on another level. I'm like, oh my God, every fucking song by this man hits for Adi LaRue. Like, when you have Addy on your mind and you're listening to Hosier, yep. beautiful Irish man that he is, mm-hmm. song, like, voice of Jesus. Like, if Luke is the devil, Hosier is the mm. Jesus of this. Girl. And, yeah, so I casted Hosier. I so literally. Did you do that? Yes. In my head, I was going to be like, hear me out. Hear me out, Bridget. Oh, no. Like, Hosier. I'm on the same fucking yeah, page. Yeah. I was literally, like, in the middle of casting, and she, like, sends me. She's like, ooh, when you're thinking of Addie, Hosier just hits different. And I was like, oh, which songs? And she's like, all of them. All of and them. And she sends me, like, five different songs with, like, five different moments in the thing. And I was like, yeah. how cool would it be? Oh, my God. It's the same, same picture. photo. <laughs> I was like, I made a whole speech of how to tell you that this is how this is going to happen, but I'm so happy that you thought of it. No, tell me the speech. Thing. I want to listen to it. Well, because I said, I was like, I thought... I still think it'd be really cool if they actually got like the song that he's supposed to write and the song that gets played. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be if Hosier like actually wrote that song and it was like if it was a TV show that it was like it's like mm-hmm. its opening song or he wrote if a song for Tarzan. Did so he really? He wrote song for Tarzan. <laughs> so I think he'll do it for this one. Right. <laughs> I was like if he actually like wrote that song and like it was in a movie, like if it ends up being a movie, it can be like the light motif that you kinda like hear throughout and it's like Addie's song mm-hmm. and then like later on when they see him and he's performing it like it's oh. full blown and then it gets nominated for best original mo- like best original song mm-hmm. in a motion picture and then it wins. And, and we then- already want him to do the soundtrack exactly. or the score. Oh my god, yes. Like the soundtrack if it was all hosier oh. like oh, there's so many songs that just are so good. So good that hit so well with this. So I was like <laughs> like Victoria, whenever you sign the contract for this to be made into a movie or a TV show, just put Hosier, Hosier. in there. Must do soundtrack or yes. score. Must at least write one song, but if you can, get him to be Toby. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool. I'm I'm gonna make a Spotify playlist. And <gasps> Please just, like, do. List Please I do. I don't think you can list, but I think like mm-hmm. you could you could post it somewhere and be like, here's the thing. And then here's where mm-hmm. every song like right, me, like meets up. Yes. I think it'd be really good. Because I've already matched most of them. Like, this is Luke thinking about Addie. This is Addie thinking yes, about Henry. This right. is... Like, I think like off the top of my head, like from Eden was the one of the ones that I was like, oh, this is definitely like mm-hmm. from Luke to Addie. And like in a week was one of them that you were like, oh, this is definitely like Henry and Addie. Yeah. And like into the woods or in the woods somewhere. Is her making um, the deal? Is her making and like the deal with Luke? Diner or dinner and diatribes is, is Luke, Luke and to Addie, Addie. Yeah. or Luke just you know. Luke in general. <laughs> yes. Being the dark man that he is. 
if he's a man at Honestly. all. Honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yes, so I love how we're both on the same page Yay. for that. <laughs> yes, Toby. How's your brother Toby. telepathy? Honestly, I love it. Um, so she kind of, like, at this point, it's the first chapter of the book. So she helps him write a song. She plays him the piano. And he's like, wow, that's so good. And she's like, well, you played it for me last night. And he's like, I did? And kind of, like, <laughs> j- jots it down. And he's like, hey, like, I have a gig tonight. And, like, you should totally go. Like, you and she kind of mentions like this is kind of like their routine like this is how everything it goes like he wakes up doesn't really remember her but is like hey like you should like they write the song a little bit he says come to a gig she says sure (laughs) and eddie goes and she says like well i'll think about it like i'll see you knowing that like he's gonna forget her the second she leaves the room but whatever so eddie goes for a walk and sees clothes that she wants and literally just goes into the store tries it on and then walks out and i was like damn and she throws the ring just to kind of find it. But the only thing that she keeps is the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And she makes a hint that, like, well, of course, these are the two things that, like, have stuck with her all her, like, throughout all these years. Because it's the two things that Luke wanted her to have. Because it's the two things that attach her to him. <laughs> but, yes. They had, like, she mentioned Fred, who's super cute. There's the super old guy that, like, um, sells the books of his dead wife. And he tries to sell them every day. And she, like, thinks that he does it so he's not alone when he dies. And it's super sad. Um, she goes and gets a cup of coffee from Rise and Shine, and she pays money that she took from Toby, and she goes to a park, and is it's kind of just like a day in the life of Addie LaRue, mm-hmm. pretty much his whole first thing, and it's just it was like us meeting her and kind of like being introduced to like how she goes about things, and she goes into a movie theater that she sneaks into, and she's like, oh, I think I left my wallet in there, and gets free popcorn. <laughs> this is what I would do. <laughs> That's every day. Literally, I would just right? Be I just movie be, hopping. Exactly. Um, so yeah, she ends up where Toby's gig is at, and she kind of has like this out of body experience where the whole thing plays through her head. She goes in, uh, he plays the song that is still like being made, uh, and comes to the bar, takes him a second, he notices her, says, Hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go get something to eat. You should come back to my place. And then she finally like stops and is just like, I'm not going to go in the bar and kind of like stops herself Mm -hmm. and like breaks a cycle because she's like, the fall isn't worth the rise is what she says. I know. So she ends up at uh, James St. Clair's home, which I didn't want to cast because he kind of only, he's literally, yeah, he's not really, I don't think she's emotionally attached to him as she is like the three, like Remy, Toby, and eventually we cast Sam. She just likes his apartment. Yeah. So (laughs) basically, Okay, so March 11th, 2014. Oh, yeah. She goes to an art museum and she sees the bird art that she, like, kind of played a hint at. Like, her little wooden bird. It's, like, the four stages of the bird. And the last one is, like, the one taking flight. And that's kind of it for that whole day. The whole chapter. (laughs) (laughs) So March 12th, 2014, uh, she ends up at a bookstore. And she tries to steal the Odyssey completely in Greek. (laughs) And gets caught from the guy behind the counter. And his name is Henry. And she thinks that it's kind of weird that he followed her outside of the store, but she plays dumb and just tries to leave like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. And um, she tries to go back to James's place, but he's come back home. So she's like, God damn it. So she goes to the roof of some random apartment building. And seconds later, some people burst through the door, including Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam is another old flame and another artist. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a type. Oh, she really does. She's super into that, like, emotional artist bit. Yeah. All right. So who did you cast for Sam? Kristen Stewart. Oh, yes. I like yeah. that. She'd be blonde. Because I right? just imagine Sam blonde. Covered well, with tattoos. I think Sam is blonde, isn't she? I think it's mentioned. Uh. Like her honey gold hair or whatever. I chose Blake Lively. 
Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know why. I just always, like, um, I saw her as, like, Sister in Traveling Pants, Blake Lively, like, in overalls, hair in a bun, or oh. hair up, and just very, Bridget, like, that is not me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Her opposite of me. Yeah. Yeah. I chose Blake Lively, because I think she just, I think she can play, like, that tomboy mm-hmm. very well, so... Sam comes over to flirt, um, but ends up leaving with her friends, which is kind of funny because this technically coincides because the same day we get the same day later on in the book, but through Henry's perspective. And it's the same day that Robbie has his show. So for some reason in the back of my head, the like Sam's Sam and her friends that were up there were pre-gaming before Robbie's show. Oh. And that they were, like, going to go see the That'd show. That'd be cool if we go to, like, cut to Henry and then you just, just see those characters in the background. Right? Oh. Yeah, because I don't know. I thought, because it's the same day that it's happening. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, because they're like, oh, shit, we got to go. Like, we're going to be late. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the same night that Robbie has a show. So in my head, I was like, they're going to go see Robbie. <laughs> well, maybe not necessarily Robbie. Like, maybe they know someone else in the show. But since they're all, like, in the same age range, yeah. I was like, how cool would it be if, like, they were linked? They're and she just area. didn't know. Right? Now they're in the same area. They're only like blocks away from each other. So I was like, hmm, that's my head cannon. It's like Love Actually, where everyone's connected. Exactly. <laughs> so in my head cannon, they run off to go see um, the show that Robbie's in. But yeah. <laughs> so same day, but through Henry's POV, he returns to the shop. Um, B reminds him that they have plans to go see Robbie in a show. <laughs> so March 13th, 2013, we kind of get both POVs. So Henry has breakfast with his sister that morning, and Addie wakes up to sam finding her on the roof with a book in her hand sam takes her back to her place they have coffee sam tells her about a series of art that she's doing called people with skies as and like looks at and goes man i really wish i could paint you and eddie's like you already have (laughs) (laughs) uh, i'm pretty sure i started that series yeah she's like you're welcome my freckles look like constellations constellations so like and it's, like, super sad because Addie's like, oh, like, you remind me of this painting. And she's like, oh, I, I really think that she, and Addie's, like, struck him back. She's like, you think this painting, like, this face belongs to a girl? And it's kind of like her slowly, and it's kind of like a hint of her remembering her. And Addie's just like, oh, like, could it be? <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. And this a hits glimmer. home for Addie. Addie leaves before the cycle continues because she's about to go jump in the shower. And, like, Sam kind of, like, hints, like, oh, you should stay or, like, come take a shower with me. And Addie's <laughs> like, I should... I should really go. Like, I'm sorry. So Addie decides to go back to the bookstore and tries to play dumb and be like, oh, I bought this book, but it's all in Greek and I'd like to return it. And Henry's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And Henry is just, I see right through you. And he says, I remember you. And it just sends Addie into a spiral. (laughs) Poor Addie. And she's just like, how, 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 how? I started screaming too, (laughs) because I read this without any, like... Right. You know, it had literally just come out and I started reading You're it like, the day oh, I got it. And I was like, he remembers it. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, like I was uh, still I was still surprised because Hufflepuff. But I was still surprised because I was just like, oh, oh, it's happening. Oh, my God, it's happening. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she just like sits there and has like a mental breakdown. And she lingers at the bookstore and just is like, hey, can I get you a coffee? And Henry says yes. Mm-hmm. And they go and talk. And she's trying to figure out like what is so special about him. She's like grilling him like, oh, where are you from? Because she's like, what about him makes him special to where he yeah. remembers me? Like, what is this? Like, what trick is this? Like, what? Like, what is happening? 
And at the same time, later on in his perspective, he's trying to figure out, like, why her eyes aren't shiny. Because yeah. he's like, this girl, like, doesn't have the film over her eyes mm-hmm. like everybody else. Like, what the hell is going on? So I just thought it was kind of cute that, like, both of them are like, who are you and like, why what? are you? <laughs> like, just trying to figure each other out. And it's like, well, did we just take a breath <laughs> and enjoy each other's company? Better yet, what are you? Right? Why are exactly. you? Exactly. It's so cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Things get too deep because he tries to be like, oh, what do you see in me? Which, hello, Henry. Why? <laughs> she is super deep because she's like, I see a boy that's like wanting and like basically Lonely. calls out Henry for all of his shit, like at him mm-hmm. out loud <laughs> in front of everyone. And he's just like, oh, God. And he gets up and she's like, oh, I've ruined it. Like he's leaving. And he's like, are you hungry? And she's uh, like, always. <laughs> Same, Addie. Same. <laughs> they go to a bar and they talk some more. And Henry's like, oh, I want to see you again. And he's like, what's your name? Or something about she finally figures out that like she can say her name to him, which is something that she's not able to say to anybody else. It usually just gets caught in her throat and like nothing like her mouth moves, but like nothing gets out. And she's just like, eh. <laughs> so she was like, oh, um, like I, I told you my name was Eve earlier, but it's actually Addie. And he's like, oh, OK. Good night, Addie. And she's like, <gasps> like, you should say my name. Yeah. And it like sends her because she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. And I literally wrote in all caps. He can say her name. Literally Steve from the office being like, it's happening. Stay right. fucking calm. Stay calm. <laughs> it's happening. Yes. That's literally that moment. But yeah, they Aww. make a date for Saturday and I thought it was cute because he's like, oh, your cell? And she's like, uh, it's broken. And he's like, she, oh, we'll meet at your house. Uh, I don't have one. Like, oh, I'm staying at a friend's house. Like trying to make up all these excuses. And he's just like, you really don't have a phone? Like how weird. I didn't think anyone could live with that one. And she's like, I'm old fashioned. Pretty sure if she tried to text the text like just would not right. appear yeah she'd like i don't think she buttons. could type it out anyways no. so oh my god oh. so yes it's kind of funny because they make a date for saturday and basically like the next two days Addie's just like losing her shit mm-hmm. like march 15th 2014 it's kind of both povs again like we get henry's chapter like henry's version of this later on but Addie is going crazy waiting for the time to pass and she ends up showing up early to the bookstore which i thought was really cute because she's like have you seen hen and he walks in and goes hey b does this shirt Oh, like you're here. <laughs> and she's introduced to B and Henry takes her to the arcade, a uh, arcade speakeasy. And she's like, this is not a speakeasy, but whatever, child. <laughs> which I I've been was, in a speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. She's like, this is nothing, which I thought was super cute. Um, but yeah, she gets the high score on the pinball machine. And she's like, oh, she, I think she walks away to go grab um, steel the next round of beers <laughs> and henry puts adi and she's like it once again it's like an awestruck moment for her because she's like my name is somewhere like my mark is made and it's, and he's like oh and she like has a moment where she like prays to god that no one ever beats that high score so her name can be there forever oh yeah it's so cute so it's her turn to pick like what happens because he's like this is an equal opportunist date like you get to choose now and she's like okay let's go to a movie but yeah she takes him to the movies he freaks out walks out and it's just is like super jittery super doesn't like oh, it yeah. gets kind of weirded out that like she's seen the movie before and he, she was like still cool he's like well like don't you want to see something new and she's like well, i don't mind watching it again he's like i i just can't like i can't sit down like don't you ever mm-hmm. feel like life is going too fast yada yada because yes. he only has a year to live but anyways, and he's like riddled with anxiety. Oh yes, and she realizes there's this thing with time in him. Like yeah. he always feels like he's running out of time. Yeah, she's like, all right, Why this guy's got the jitters. Like running out of time. He's not Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> do not. <laughs> but yeah, um, she takes him to the fourth rail, which is kind of like this club that she helped create by like planting ideas into a man's head, and then boom, it thus was created. I mean, she is kind of a witch if you think about she it. She is. Yeah, right. A witch so, of ideas. 
they go to the fourth rail they dance and they kiss and everything's it's like it's all a gentleman rush and it's all like what a beautiful moment and they go home to henry's house and they do the deed mm-hmm. march 16th 2014 she wakes up and henry's making breakfast he still remembers and they do that cute little mug thing with his family mm-hmm. about like the choose your own mug <laughs> and then she like touches one and goes to the other and he's like nope all decisions are final <laughs> i just thought it was super cute so i had to mention it um he almost touches the ring she freaks out and she's like don't touch that like have do you like have something with you that you kind of hate but you keep anyways that's when we find out he's jewish because he pulls out the little star of david and things get deep again so once again henry runs away and she stays in the apartment for a bit longer in the hopes of finding something that will explain him and doesn't really find anything just finds photos that are like kind of make her feel like there's obviously something wrong with this poor boy yeah. um but nothing that like really says like oh this is why he remembers you a lot of like projects that have been started and he just hasn't finished them. yeah and she sees like a whole bunch of photography stuff and photos that he's taken Lots and photos that he's in and yeah so uh that night they go out to a food truck place and henry gets a call from b and totally forgets that he had a dinner party and totally forgets that he was supposed to bring dessert. <laughs> and Addie's like, I got this. And takes him and has like a cute little moment at a French bakery and talks to the guy and is like, oh, I know your daughter. And he's like, oh, for her, anything. And like they have like a moment where they just talk in French and he's like, thank you for like bringing a piece of home. And I was like, I remember I was at work cleaning while I was listening to this part and I was like, <laughs> how wholesome. Take all the free croissants. It's so freaking cute. But yes, they go to the dinner and everything is okay until I think Robbie gets into a tizzy and they're like, oh, I need to go outside and smoke. So like everyone's getting up from the mm-hmm. table and Addie's like, oh, like, oh, I should really get going. And Henry's like, what do you mean? Like, got we just got very here. Very awkward. They're all going to come in here. Exactly. So and she's like, like, who the fuck are you? I got a dart. Like, I got to get out. So she makes a quick getaway and Henry comes with her and they go back to his place and meh. So March 17th, the next day, Henry wakes up, wakes her up with kisses. <laughs> And they go to the store and it's kind of funny because he mentions, he's like, oh, the bookstore's closed today. And she's like, bitch, I know it's only closed on Thursdays. Like, don't try, don't test me, boy. <laughs> it's cute. But she doesn't correct him anyways. And they spend the day together. I know you're lying. But okay. Right. So they go to the store where they bump into Robbie and he doesn't remember. And Henry gets confused and mad. And Addie's like, well, you know how like people are just easily forgotten. And she kind of blames it as like face blindness. Like people just easily forget. And Henry's like, um, okay, like, sure, I guess. Uh, Brad Pitt has that face blindness. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Random interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so um, basically, like, Henry doesn't buy it, and he's, like, pressing more, so she's just, like, she explains everything to him. She kind of, she's told her story many times over the years to people, but every time she goes into it, their minds kind of go blank, mm-hmm. and they kind of, it goes in here, one out the other, and then when she's done telling, they, like, come to, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, did you say something? And, like, they didn't hear any of it, so... This poor girl's like, here we go again. And she tells him and he hears every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And he starts like laughing. And she's like, oh, God, like I've done it now. <laughs> I broke him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I made a deal, too. And that's when he tells her the lie about the bench. And he um, tells her, she's like, well, how long did your deal? Like, how long is yours made for? And he's like, a lifetime, which isn't really like a set date, Henry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right and uh, the heartbreak continues. i knew he was lying i'm like oh no right, the i'm like he's like a lifetime i was like how long is a lifetime though like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like her thing was immortality yeah pretty much yeah she wanted to be free like she just wanted more and time. then his was everyone 
sees everything in him and loves right. him immediately. And Which doesn't really He has no like fault. So exactly. it's like, you're not that and a mortal dude. So yeah. there's a time limit. Mm-hmm. Beethoven had a time limit. So do you, Henry. <laughs> if Beethoven and Sinatra had time limits, Henry, I'm sorry, but so do you. So basically, um, March 18th, 2014, it's just Henry, like, asking all, like, the normal questions that someone would ask when you meet someone that's 300 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, tell me all about it. And she, like, starts telling him stories, and he tries to take photos of her, and it doesn't work out. And he's just kind of, like, trying to figure everything out. Like, she's, like, this new thing to him. So he's like, ooh, tell me more. Uh, they go back to the bookstore. B comes in and is asking, like, oh, uh, Robbie thinks you're avoiding him. And he's like, well, kind of, but whatever. And she sees Addie and deja vu happens. And she's like, you have a face that I would remember. And he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is weird. Like, Henry, like, sees it for the first time, like, in action. Because he clearly knows. B saw her. B, like, talked mm-hmm. to her for, like, and said the exact same thing. And Addie's like, yeah, dude, this is just how it's going to go. Like, just get used to it now. <laughs> it's so funny because her being like oh your face you look familiar but it's because mm-hmm. she's been studying her she mm-hmm. sees her in all these right? artworks and i'm just like oh <laughs> yeah. my brain yes my so book. funny um and then they talk about an art show that's happening and hattie's like oh my god we gotta go and so henry's like be please like can you please cover the store while i take my girlfriend out on a date <laughs> and it's so adorable but of course she says yes because that's when he writes the like um library of the last word and she's like have a good time you two and it's so cute uh, on their way there that's when he kind of has like the flashback of like the three portraits that b was like fangirling over was her and he's like that was you and she's like yes yes it was mm-hmm. and she talks about how like she never really thought that that would happen but it did so here we are <laughs> Um, so they make their way through the exhibits and all the way to the last one. It's kind of a really cool thing that they got going on. It totally reminded me of something that we we would have walked into in San Francisco. Like mm-hmm. just all the different art exhibits and stuff. Yeah. But they make it all the way to the end where it says like you are the art and there's paint like neon paint and you're supposed to draw on the wall. And so Addie, you know, is just like, well, let's try this and like mm-hmm. starts painting and it starts disappearing. And Henry's like, I don't understand and then Henry, like, walks up to her and he's, like, here and, like, offers his hand and she, like, uses it and writes her name and it doesn't disappear. It doesn't mm-hmm. erase. It stays there. And it's just, like, the biggest light bulb in her head just goes bing. <laughs> and she, like, grabs him, grabs his arm, runs him all the way back to the house and is, like, throws a journal and a pen at him. And she's, like, this is how it starts. And mm-hmm. basically the whole, like, him jotting down her entire story begins. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> on March 19th. It's kind of a short chapter, but Henry just basically like offers because he's like, where do you live? And she's like, "Um, everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he like scoots over his stuff in the drawer and is like, you can put your stuff here whenever you get stuff. This is your drawer. Yeah. It's like super cute. March 23rd, Henry takes her to the Grand Central Station and so shows her the Whispering Gallery. Oh, that's so cool. Which I thought was so cute. Do you remember the like seats that were like on, what street was that? Market? That were yeah. like that in San Francisco, mm-hmm. that if you sat on one and the other one, like the arc, and you could hear each other whispering. Yeah. That's immediately what I thought about during this, and I thought it was so cute. April 6, 2014, they're out on a date. Uh, she hears a couple fighting in German, and she and that's he's like, well, how many languages can you speak? And it's Whoa. like seven. <laughs> and she's like, hey, like, let's head out. And he's like, what? Like, we haven't paid. And she's like, it's fine. They'll forget. They kind of like have a little fight, and like he gets angry at her, and he's like, well, this isn't going to work for us, and kind of like... It's very interesting to me that the boy that changes for everyone is asking someone to change for him. They have arguments about morals, yeah. morality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's, a, but I mean, she makes a valid point. She's like, how on earth did you expect me to survive yeah. if I can't like make money of my own? Mm-hmm. She's like, believe me, if I could, I would, but she can't. Mm-hmm. So 
April 25th, 2014, they're at a charity concert where they hold up numbers to judge a talent and Henry gives everyone nines or tens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone for being brave. And she just, they bring the journals everywhere with them. So it's just kind of like showing the passing of time and then how they're still jotting down journals. I think they're on like journal three at this point or something like that. So May 15th, they bring home the cat. And that's when the Polaroid, the famous Polaroid photos are taken mm-hmm. where he tries and tries and tries to take photos of her and he can just see it's like eating away at her because she's like, if this isn't going to work. And then once again, he like uses his hand and she takes a picture and her feet actually come out in the photo. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a cute moment. But yes. It's adorable. It is. It's super adorable. <laughs> kind of cute. <laughs> so June 13th, 2014, it's Henry's birthday and they go to the knitting factory, which... I love how they put this in the book. Like, like everything in New York is named for something it's completely not. <laughs> so they're no knitting. And um, she meets his friends again. And it's so funny because B's like, we've been dying to meet you. That's funny. And then Toby comes out to perform and he has completed the song. So, you know, Hosier takes the stage mm-hmm. and finally plays. Which, by the way, I always thought, like, I pictured that this song, like, at a song, like, when it's done, would sound super similar to Cherry Wine. Yes. Like, yes. Oof, oh, like listening to Cherry Wine after like putting them all mm-hmm. together. I was like, oh, like it's so precious. Uh, like it'd be Cherry Wine-esque and it'd be beautiful. <laughs> so Hosea takes all the characters to church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, Toby comes out to perform. He's completed the song and it hits Addie like a train and she like runs out and she kind of like hyperventilating and Henry kind of puts two and two together and he's like oh do you still love him and Addie's like no but like it just caught me off guard you know like ouch this is this one's pretty recent and it's a song it's different yeah like like it's drawing (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so it's super sad but Henry follows her out and then they they go back in and everything like literally the chapter ends with B being like we've been dying to see you (laughs) and I was like there's this really cool metaphor she used where all of her the relationship she's been with or been in they never end they're always just like ellipses she never mm-hmm. gets a goodbye yeah. and it, her light doesn't go out for them because it's just a bunch of candles yeah but she's kind of burning out at this point mm-hmm. something she, she mentions that like she never gets closure mm-hmm. like it's never closure for her because that she never gets to say goodbye it's just like they if they bump into each other it just starts all over again so mm-hmm. she's like he gets closure and gets to move on from this and gets to like go live because they say like rising star toby marsh and it's like this song is like taking him to his stardom and yeah. she's like i don't get closure from that because he does not remember me mm-hmm. and it's super sad <gasps> but yes july 4th um so fourth of july so fireworks white people mm-hmm. they're on robbie's roof of the building and they're watching fireworks and um addy tries to win robbie over with some butt kissing about like the the labyrinth play that they're now putting on or like labyrinth-esque play and she notices that like something's up with henry because she tries to do this she's like hey i think i might have broken through with robbie and he's like oh really like there's there's something off he's very very distant and she's like hmm and she even mentions that, like she wishes she would have said something to him but she doesn't so she dug a little deeper henry keeps on brooding um they sit in the tub and they talk about luke and then Addie notes that their anniversary is coming up uh so then july 29th 2014 Mm -hmm. Addie is super scared about the anniversary and like tries to tell henry like i don't think we should be together today like i just think you know like you shouldn't be here henry's like you know what like you give that guy everything like don't let him win. Like, you should have at least have a good day and, like, don't worry about it till the sun goes down. And she's like, you're right. So they go to the beach. They come home. They knock out. When they wake up, there's, like, it is night, but there's no sign of Luke. And she kind of gets freaked out. Like, she runs around the house, like, looking in every, like, dark corner. Like, mm-hmm. oh, is he here? Is he here? He's not. Because he's waiting. 
He's everywhere. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, Adeline, we'll get there. They go out to dance. They order two beers. And instead of two beers, one beer and a champagne comes back. And Addie knows instantly who this is. Luke comes forth and Addie tries to play dumb about Henry. Idiot. (laughs) And tries to be like, oh, he knows nothing. Just send him away and he'll forget. And he's like, Adeline, I know all of my deals. This is Henry Strauss. And like labels off everything. It was such a cool scene because everyone at the bar was frozen. Like he kind of froze time and then he's circling them. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, like, oh, this is such a cool scene. Adeline. And just like, (laughs) Daniel Sherman just being very cat-like and walking around and oof. Smoke coming off of him. Darkness. Yes, please. Anyways, Luke tells her that he knows exactly who this is. And like, he's like, oh, you think I'm here to pull you apart? He's like, time will do that soon enough. And Addie's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, he hasn't told you. And like the truth of Henry comes out and she's like begging Luke. She's like, well, undo it. He's like, a deal is a deal. Like there are rules. Like I can't just break them. And he's like, Luke asks her to see, like, spend the night with me for a proper anniversary. And then I'll talk about it with you afterwards. And Henry tells her that, like, he didn't want to, like, he didn't want to tell her because if she did, he would treat him differently, like a cancer patient, because mm-hmm. he gets brought up the, like, when his, once his uncle got cancer, everyone treated him as if he had already died. Like, yeah. everyone was already They were pining. already grieving. Yeah, they were already grieving him. And he's like, I didn't want that from you. He's like, I wanted to just, like, be in the moment and, like, live my life. Okay. Because this is, like, makes sense. This is the ending point, like, right when, you know, the, the ending yeah. bit's about to start happening. Yeah. yeah That's literally. the point. When I started, just like I was on the verge of fucking tears, the whole that whole part, because I read it all like when I read this whole chunk like in one night, because I was like I have to like I'm right. already there, and yeah. I was like, this is yeah. like full blown like yeah. When Henry is like has hill. his head in his hands and he like just tells her, and then I was just yeah. like oh my god, just tells and her I was about... just like reading that whole part on the brink of tears. Right. <laughs> oh, oh he's. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> July 30th. Um, Henry is asking her not to do this. He's like, it's too late. I made my choice. I'm okay with it. And she's like, you did not make a choice. You made a mistake. And Addie goes out with Luke. And on one condition, they cannot leave the city. Mm-hmm. So he finds his way around. she doesn't that want him to just like plop her in a different country. Because imagine if he just like dumped her in like in Germany and was like, ha. And then she has to get back to. Yeah. yeah. Which how is she supposed to? Because like a boat will take too long yeah. and she can't just like hide on a plane. Mm-hmm. So very interesting but yeah so Addie goes with luke they cannot leave the city they go to dinner she tries to bring up henry he gets mad and he's like you know what this place no longer suits us let's go for a walk so they walk for a bit and Addie, oh Addie asks for a better like a place with a better view and so um he takes her all the way up to the place called low road which is like a like a club like one of another one of his secret clubs she orders the most expensive drink and the waitress is like oh you found your match she's like you guys are both fucking ridiculous awesome <laughs> ah, she brings up henry again saying that he is searching because luke's like you're wasting your time with this human like he's lost like if i would have left it up like if i would have left it up to him he would have already been dead and she's like no like he reminds me of myself like he is searching and if you just give him time like he'll find his way like he'll Mm -hmm. he'll figure it out and luke asks addie to choose someone he's like fine then choose someone to take his place right now in this room which i didn't expect her to do it so when she actually does he's like hmm and he kind of laughs at her and he's just like yeah addie you've changed more than you're like willing to admit and Addie says, like, no more games, and he takes her to the forest, and he's like, well, dance with me then. And there's no music, but then, like, this kind of weird moment happens, and she can hear all the music from their past. Like, she can hear the opera. Mm. She can hear, like, some people playing on the street on whatever city they were in. And she starts another fight with him. 
and he explains that like he's like you think you found him he's like i planted henry he's like i knew exactly what i was doing i planned all of this <laughs> and luke is saying that he didn't let it go on for longer because she was like how cruel and he's like no cruel would have been giving you like 10 years because then you would have more to miss mm-hmm. and he's like i gave you this long so that way it'd be easy to get over they fight and addy says that she doesn't love him at all she's like well that's the like oh because she's like oh you're talking more about possession because he's like no i love you and he's like no it's want and like want is slow like slow mm-hmm. burning want is patient yada yada it's they like, go no, back and I forth you. Blah, blah, they blah. fucking bicker mm-hmm. like they do and Luke says, fine, like, then go be with your human and bury him. And she's dumped in Central Park and finds out that even though they didn't leave the city, it's been a whole week mm-hmm. since. So now she has three weeks left with Henry. Yeah. So August, this is like, this just says August 2014. So I was like, thanks, V-Schwab. But yes, a whole month. And Henry's like, these are the best days of my life. He's like, which I know are kind of weird, but like, it's just, it's very easygoing. Him and Addie just kind of like keep doing what they're doing. They keep writing in the journals because he knows like that's the last thing that he can actually do for her and the last gift that he mm-hmm. can give her. He says his goodbyes to his friends by telling him that they're going, like he's going up to, um, I think he says he's just going for a trip or something like that. He's going to go see his family. Is that what he said? Yeah. He's like, oh, they just kind of, my cousin's coming. I have to go see Oh, them. that's right. It's like, Robbie, can you watch my cat? Mm -hmm. Yeah. B, can you watch the store? And then one night, Addie gets up in the middle of the night, but he notices by the time that he wakes up in the morning that she's back, so he doesn't really question it. Dumbass. (laughs) So then... Something is a... That one night would be September 1st, 2014. Addie goes to Luke and makes a new deal. If he lets Henry go, she will be by his side for as long as he wants her. Very important wording. <laughs> it has taken 300 years, but the girl has learned. <laughs> so anyways, three days later, September 4th, it is time. Henry says, like, everything is okay. And up to this point, he's very much, like, trying to accept the fact that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Because we don't know that she made the deal. Yeah, because we don't Luke. know this. So uh, we just honestly think that Henry's, like, about to die. Yeah. And Addie's just going to be left alone again. Um, so they stand on the roof and Addie is telling him that she never told him how the story ends. And he's like, no, you can't do this. And she was like, Henry, no man's been able to stop me before. You will not be the first. Which I think is like, super adorable. But she has like this beautiful moment with him that she like makes him promise that he will remember. And she tells him like life may seem like it goes by like it might be so hard and it might be so sad. She's like, but it goes by so fast, Henry. And you mm-hmm. just have to like keep on holding on and you have to live and you have to live with people who are going to see you you have surround to surround yourself. yourself with people who are going to see you and it's just like gives like the best emotional pep talk in the mm-hmm. world Addie larue oh god so he like slowly like the darkness is closing in and he's just like what is happening like okay like i guess this is it um because like his vision goes blurry and the darkness just kind of consumes him but he wakes up september 5th 2014 and he remembers he remembers everything and he <laughs> runs through the house calling her name even though he knows that she won't be there but he's just kind of hoping that she might so then march 13th 2015 in brooklyn Mm -hmm. which i don't like it means he moved away from new york city which i thought was kind of cool that they like she like slid that one in there she's like by the way it's we're in brooklyn now not (laughs) you new york city um addy would technically be 324 at this point (laughs) Henry has wrote a book of Addie's stories and is showing it to B. And B's like, 
Henry, this is bullshit. It can't end like this because he's like, where's the rest of it? Yeah, <laughs> like, and he, she mentioned, or he mentions, Henry mentions that it kind of felt wrong to like make up an ending when he doesn't really know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he, he, that felt wrong about like just making something up. So he just kind of like leaves it there. She's like, well, you have to thank me, <laughs> B, in the book. She's like, you have to thank me for it because obviously this is all based off of my thesis, right? Like mm-hmm. this girl with the freckles. And he's like, yeah that's what it's made off of mm-hmm. um and I he says like... he's tried to tell her like no you met her like mm-hmm. he's, he's tried to tell her this is all real and he's like uh-huh sure mm-hmm. but yeah she tells him that like this needs to be made into a book and he's like yeah i'd like to try and then later on we find out that he said yes to making it a book as long as his name is not on the cover and then it says Addie larue and i just love how like me schwab like how the like title drop because the book is called the invisible yeah. life of Addie larue i was like yes girl um uh, <laughs> so cute i was sobbing right i was like <gasps> i can like barely hold it together but anyways february 3rd 2016 in london england Addie is now 325 Addie's in a bookstore and overhears two girls talking about this romantic author named henry and how amazing his book the invisible life of Addie larue and how it's doing so good and this like her ears just like perk up and she's like what my name yeah she's like what excuse <laughs> yes pardon and she skims through the book and like all these like moments keep like flashing back and it's super adorable and like luke comes up behind her and is just like you clever girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like they have a moment about it and it's kind of funny and then she reveals to us and nobody else that she worded the new deal with luke so carefully so when the time comes and his temper eventually gets the best of him because he's not capable of love that he will no longer want her and she will finally be free. Mm-hmm. And Addie says it may take 10 years. It may take 20. She's like, but she is willing to wait it out. Mm-hmm. And that is it. That is how the book ends. God. Chronologically. You're Damn welcome. It. Chronologically. <laughs> it would have been a hot mess if we had to like be jumping back and forth an hour and blah, blah, blah. An hour literally and why I wanted to do it. Because I was like, poor Bridget is going to be like, so now we're back in time in Vion, And then for like five well, pages. <laughs> and then, okay, now we're going back. But it's like in Henry's perspective at this age. So I was like, My no. summary would not have been that detailed. I've been like, and she's here and she's here. And right. I was like, happens. nope, I want to do this. And then <laughs> I think it was just like, it, I only dealed, detailed it so much because I just read the book. So it was all like still like fresh yeah. in my head. So I was like, this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Yeah. So yeah. But yes. There oh, you go. Well done. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. This is going to be a long episode. Yeah, <laughs> Terribly sorry. Yeah. But yes. <sighs> so, shall we debate? <laughs> I'm sure. Ooh. You go first. No, you go first because you've been like super excited about it. No, I want you to go first because <laughs> I think I have the unpopular opinion in I, this situation. <laughs> no, not even. People on TikTok are very much Luke, but also Henry. So. Right. Ah, okay, I have notes. Oh, she has notes. I'm excited. So, uh, I first of all, I never met a Henry that I didn't like. Straight Ooh. up, all the Henrys, besides like historical Henrys, are awful. Like King I was, Henry. I was just gonna be like, um, but fake Henrys, they're always solid dudes. It's very true. And okay, there were so many bits where I like saw myself in Henry. Like, first of all, anxiety. That's a thing. Honestly, and right? then there was this one quote. Let me read. Ooh. Okay, so blink and you're 28 and everyone else is now a mile down the road and you're still trying to find it. And the irony is hardly lost on you that in wanting to live, to learn, to find yourself, you've gotten lost. Mm -hmm. And I I read that and I sat the book down 
And I was like, fuck. Because, yeah, I remember listening to it on, I think I was going to work and I was like, well, fuck Henry mm -hmm. at me next time. Jesus. <laughs> like, geez. So many bits of Henry, like, I was just like, oh, like, God, right. this guy, like, why is he in my soul? Why Honestly. is this happening? It was kind of funny reading this book, mm -hmm. too, because the book starts in March and I started reading it in March. Mm -hmm. And then he's 28 and I just turned 28. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my birthday's in March. <laughs> It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of projected myself onto Henry a little bit. A lot mm -hmm. of like, it's very sad boy. Not saying like I'm depressed or I'm at the level of Henry like ever. Yeah. But just, oh, just so many, so many bits. Right. You just he, feel like, like broke close. my heart. Yeah. And then when we were in his perspective and it was like a boy was bo born with a broken heart and I was just like, ow. And like they went Why? in and fixed it, but there was still something wrong. Yeah. And and just uh, he felt like forgotten he felt like he wasn't seen ever and then mm -hmm. just like all all these bits that just like hit me right i could write an essay goddamn essay about <laughs> henry strauss is that his name yes strauss strauss goddamn yeah yeah and i know i know he has like issues where he expects um people well, or he, he'll change himself for yeah. somebody but doesn't want people to change for him mm -hmm. oh which, no but he wants people to change. well at least he mm -hmm. wanted daddy too yeah but he doesn't realize it's like a give and take with relationships yeah. and he because i don't think he's ever had a healthy relationship no. that i mean he's had friendships but then he had that bit with robbie mm -hmm. i don't like robbie no i don't either <laughs> like uh just yeah yeah so um, he's Ooh. only had healthy friendships he hasn't had healthy relationships Very and true. just he expects because he wants to give himself whole wholeheartedly to somebody but then when they don't do it back to him, he's like, what? Like, what's wrong with me? And I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, <laughs> right. God damn it. Henry. That's pretty much everything like, about him. Like my Henry's perspective is just pretty much like the same thing. Like mm -hmm. it just, I just want to grab him and like shake him because the entire time, like we just figure out that he's just, he keeps trying to live his life for other people mm -hmm. and not himself, which is kind of like yeah. Abby's like whole message to him at the end is like, live your life for you. <laughs> but it's just cause like you, you get told that he was kicked out of like a PhD because the dean was like, this isn't right for you, even though he was trying so hard to make it for him because it is something that his parents wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. It is something that his parents would have thought being proud of. So it was something that he was like, oh, I got to keep this. But he was pushed away from it. Like everything in his life is pushing him away because he's like, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. Like Tabitha, like he spent two years bettering himself, changing himself, well, bettering, quote unquote, changing himself. And then she literally is like, yeah, you're great. But mm, like he's pushed mm -hmm. away from it because it's not for him. Yeah. And same thing with Robbie. Like you find out that Robbie broke up with him because he's like, you didn't know what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't know who you were. And he's like, I didn't have time for that. He was being pushed away from something he thought was mm -hmm. good for him and yeah. something that he thought he needed in his life or something he thought would make him happy. And he's being pushed away from it. And it's just like, Henry, please figure out that like these things in your life are pushing you away for a goddamn good mm -hmm. reason. And it just, it, he just bothers me so much. Like I, I know. Oh, did you just meow? But he doesn't know how to be himself because he's been, I don't, I feel like his family, goddamn. Right. Oh, they yeah. probably oh. held him up on this pedestal. They assumed so much of him. And when he didn't like meet those standards, so everything he's ever done has never been good enough. So he just doesn't find, can't find his niche. He has all these right. unfinished projects. Like, hello, look in my bedroom. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I just yeah. think it was a lot of, um, like, uh, comparing him to his, uh, sibling. Yeah. Like his older sibling and even his younger sibling, because Muriel's pretty like put together. So I think it was just constant, like, you're not good enough. You're not this enough. But it was mm -hmm. just, it was hard for me, especially like going back and like 
going through because in the book you're kind of his perspective is kind of scattered going over it chronologically it was just like all his perspective dumped on me all at once and i was like henry my boy just go to therapy please yeah and unpopular opinion mm-hmm. i think i don't know but i don't think him and addy are good for each other mm-hmm. and i don't think that it would have lasted if they were given more time together i think it mm-hmm. eventually would have fizzled out and i think i think addy needs to be like stimulated and i don't think henry can give her that mm-hmm. i think she needs to constantly be on the go she is like and they're i know like opposites attract you know what i mean but it's like <laughs> Like, when they're, when they're both asked, like, oh, pick your favorite season, Addie's like, oh, spring, when everything is new. And Henry's like, oh, fall, when everything's going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, Addie needs change in her life very often. And Addie's just like, I got to go, 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 go. And Henry's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, I want to sit here. <laughs> and I think, like, the reason that their relationship is so beautiful and so, like, we need to protect it mm-hmm. <laughs> as, like, a fan club is because, <laughs> like, it was it was so pure because of how short-lived it was yeah. and, like, how, like... How like, little time they had together. Like but all I, the artists in the story. Exactly. So it's like... <laughs> Snuffed out too soon. Exactly. God damn. But I honestly think if they would have stayed together, it would have eventually fizzled out mm-hmm. and to be nothing, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Addie, Addie could have fallen in love with anybody who remembered her. I think yeah. him remembering her is a big part of like why she fell in love with him so quickly mm-hmm. because the only other thing that she's ever had is luke yeah and their romance does happen pretty quickly like if it was spaced out but then it wouldn't have been as tragic right exactly the, that's yeah. why like it was very much romeo and juliet kind yeah, of yeah exactly like why their love story is so pure is because they were just like sneep so but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my thoughts on henry <laughs> okay i don't think they would have like lasted okay now luke Luke. Luke. What are your thoughts on Luke? (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Okay, so there are aspects of him. Like, if we were in Luke's perspective, I think it would have been really interesting because he's this, he's a lonely god that Mm. didn't realize he was lonely until Addie, the Mm -hmm. most loneliest girl in the world, shoves it in his face. So him kind of becoming attached to his human form and then like being so like infatuated with Addie and sort of becoming human in a way like having these human emotions so he did sort of care for her in a weird twisted way and I could see how that would be like oh the lonely god falls in love with the human like yeah it's romantic and but uh it's just he so many things that he did i'm just like this is abuse this is toxic as hell he plants himself in situations like when he saves her on the train he's like he made it so he seemed like the knight in shining armor he saved her from i mean she called him but uh, just all these bits and he's manipulative he's the one that put her in the situation in the first place if he really loved her he would have let her go and yeah i, I see the allure of luke so can't say I would thing. not have jumped his bones. I probably would have. Oh, I mean, honestly. I am. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, I don't like Luke for Addy. Mm-hmm. I don't think either boy is good for Addy. I think Addy is a queen and deserves much better. But anyways, <laughs> um, I don't think Luke is good for Addy. But I think Luke is more Addy's pace because, like, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Luke is the whole reason why Henry and Addie even got together. That's so it's true. like Luke literally was like, I'm, I, he knows what she needs and knows when to give it to her, mm-hmm. which is kind of something that I think Addie like needs, which I think is why Addie throughout the entire book does mention that like, yes, I missed him. Like, yes, like I did. Like, mm-hmm. I think she genuinely does have feelings for him. I don't think they're good together. I don't think they should be mm-hmm. together. I don't think, I think 
He's they're not Endgame. <laughs> no, I think he's a mess. The ending of the book is literally her plotting the deceit. <laughs> oh, right, and like the end of the game is just like another end of the book is just like another challenge no, it's a for game. her. This whole book is a fucking game. Honestly, between the two of them, it's game really of funny. emotions, game of feelings. But oh. I do think that he technically does care for her. I don't think they're good for each other, mm-hmm. but I do like him for her more than I like Henry for her. Like, I wonder how many Addies there have been for him. Right. Where he's changed himself to... Well, I don't... You know I mean? That's the thing. I don't think there has been an Addie. I think that's why, this like, this one. one, like, changes his mm-hmm. whole life. He's just like, I I love you. And mm-hmm. she's like, you don't know what love is. And he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> like, tell me what love is then. He's like, tell me it's like, not this. Tell me it's not that. You're not in love with me. You're in love with how I affect you. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just because, like, he is a god and no one has ever challenged him the way she does. Yeah. And so it's very much like, whoa, like, who is this girl? Good sir. Right? Mm-hmm. But yes. That's the, I don't think Luke is... <laughs> I do adore Luke and I think that their moments together are, like, I do, like, I smile, like, when he saved her on the train. I was just like, oh, because like, that's the thing, like, I think he genuinely, like, because he could have just let her get in trouble, even though, like, at, he does mention, like, I only swoop in to save you because I want to be the one to break you. Mm-hmm. But it, I think that eventually changes because she even notices that one time he comes to visit, she's like, oh, he didn't ask me to surrender this time or like randomly comes to visit. And he's, she's just like, oh, he can come like randomly whenever he pleases. And he's like, I'm with you more often than you realize, which is he literally like tells her. I can go wherever I want. I he am with times. you more than you realize. I am the darkness. And Addie's like, I don't know this boy. Send him away and he'll forget. And I'm like, Addie LaRue, even if Henry wasn't one of his promised souls, he knows. Like the mm. fact that she's like, I have to hide Henry from him. I'm like, Addie, he knows. Like he There are no loopholes with him. He fucking knows. Exactly. But oh, the loopholes. That's one of my favorite things about him. I think the reason why I like... I don't know if I love him, but I really like him as a, a bad guy, quote unquote, is because he's so structured because mm-hmm. there is structure to him being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fact that like she, when she begs for Henry's life and she begs for it, he's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't like I can't break the deal. Like, this is the deal. This is what it is. I cannot change that. Like he is structured. And I feel like so many other books that we read. A Court of Thorns Roses, where it's like there's a bad guy, they can just like change the rules whenever they want. The rules are like whatever they make it out to be. Yeah. And I do really, really like that there is like structure to him. And he's mm-hmm. like, I can't just like go around changing your deal. Like, because he even talks about, he's like, well, I can't, he's like, I can bend it, but technically you would have to surrender to me first in order for me to change, yeah, like your thing. He's like, I can change the deal. He's like, but like that deal has to be made first, like met first, and then I have to go back. Yeah. So it's, I did like that very, very much that he was just like, I can't just like, because then it's like, oh, well, he didn't keep Henry in this deal just to keep Henry in this deal because he's an asshole. He's like, well, I can't undo this. It was a deal. He made a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's them's the rules, sweetheart. And I liked that a lot. I like that there was structure to his madness. Valid case. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk about why I like him. And I adore Henry. Like, don't get me wrong. Like. It was all very moving, and I thought they were very adorable. <laughs> it's all very moving, but Fucking sad as hell. God yeah, damn. I don't think they. I don't. I think Addie. I think Addie just needs to be free and then just go live life to the fullest, <laughs> without a broken boy and without a ridiculous god. So, what was your favorite part of this book? Mm, probably when they went through the art exhibit. Ooh. It's pretty cool. And then they made an art piece at the end, and she realized that she can leave a mark through Henry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That whole chapter. Right. Um, I don't know if I have, like, 
one distinct favorite like oh that's my favorite part in the whole book like i don't know if i have like there's little moments like definitely the train with luke that was one that like stuck out to me because i just thought it was so fucking funny that he opened the door and he's like darling hello and she's like hello my husband like it's like killing her to say every word and i'm just like and he's eating the shit out of it oh, he's yeah. just like oh my dear how are you my yes it was just hilarious so i don't know if that like was like my favorite point in the whole book but it's definitely like little things here and there but yeah. when she does like the aha moment of like oh he can leave my mark for me i thought it was really cool yeah yeah <sighs> what was your least favorite part in this book mm, like which part broke my heart right. the most which hurt is more it? than the others <laughs> probably after we learn the truth of like henry's, henry's curse, thing and they realize they have like a structured amount of time it's, it's like, like 36 oh, days is how much time they have left together 35 cause it was oh yeah because she's like it's past midnight and he's like uh, 35 yeah it's fucking sad when they're just like lying yeah. in the bed i'm like right uh yeah honestly <laughs> sobbing so my least favorite part <laughs> is probably when she with her mom kind of like the second time around mm. oh, like yeah. the first part like that's really painful just to like your whole family just like forget about you like oh i can't even imagine like walking into a room and my mother looking at me and being like who are you yeah, me being like what do you mean excuse <laughs> yeah like what do you mean you don't know who i am and just like having to figure this all out on your own mm-hmm. like that broke me i was just like oh jesus christ (laughs) and then probably like the night with remy just like how he like turned around and paid her and she just like was shattered after that i was like oh addy just so many heart shattering moments yeah which one to choose (laughs) right pretty much whenever she was like when it had to do something about like someone forgetting her and she was like oh here we go again or if it was just like a new thing and her being like my life fucking sucks but i'm not giving up (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably my least favorite part (laughs) Would you want this book oh. to be a TV show or a movie? I I think a movie. Right. It'd be pretty good. I think a movie. Mm-hmm. If it was a show, then like a limited miniseries. Right. But, and the yeah. only reason I would want a show is because if if it was made into a movie, I have of like this fear that a lot of her like backstory in like France and like moving through time before Henry, mm. well, I feel like a lot of it would be cut just because it's like we want the meat of the story which yeah. would be like her meeting henry and like even though it would be kind of cool to kind of like see more of henry's backstory a little bit you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i think i feel like a lot of like the cool like history stuff to it would be cut out yeah so me yes. but if a tv show happened i think it'd be a lot easier to do the whole like time thing because i feel like it'd be really cool if like one episode was present day and mm-hmm. then the next episode was like a flashback like but like the whole episode was mm-hmm. like like, the title would be, like, whatever date it is. And then, like, that whole episode would just be, like, her dealing with whatever happened in that time period. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> right? All right. Now, should we sort them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Miss Addie LaRue. Gryffindor. One. Yeah. Only a Gryffindor would make a deal like that so hastily and not actually, like, stop and think about, like, yeah. what she was actually doing. Like, this is what I want. It needs to happen now. Yeah, (laughs) which is funny because he's like, what do you want? Sits there and names five things that she doesn't want. He's Mm -hmm. like, that's not what I asked. Yeah. Gryffindor. Which leads to Luke. Luke. Slytherin. Slytherin, which is why they fucking bicker so much. Exactly. Which is like, every time they meet, it's a fight. (laughs) Fight to the death. (laughs) Honestly. It's so funny. It's like a cat and mouse game. Which is why I feel like another reason that they would never 
make it as a couple because they would never be able to like fully be themselves around each other because they'd always she even says like the first time that they actually like have sex she's like it's a battle in the sheets she's like Mm -hmm. they're constantly like looking at each other like where's the knife where are you gonna stab me like how is this gonna play out and it's just like they can't actually just like be together Mm -hmm. it's always like a fist up ready to go (laughs) it's ridiculous pretty much (laughs) oh henry okay henry hufflepuff yeah yes poor boy wears his heart on his sleeve (sighs) that's my boy yeah my poor baby sad hufflepuff honestly once again got another sad hufflepuff once again (laughs) jesus i think our last henry was a hufflepuff too oh yes yes Hmm. note to self you want a hufflepuff son name him henry (laughs) all right uh b i put her in ravenclaw i feel like she could be ravenclaw or gryffindor I was going to say, I would think more like Gryffindor because mm-hmm. this poor girl can't, like, keeps getting rejected for theses. Oh, this is true. But she connected the dots. Right. <laughs> she connected them. She did find them, those three, but I feel like, mm. <laughs> I feel like this poor girl is like, this professor is shit. <laughs> and she, Henry, she uses a word and Henry's like, use it in a sentence. Like, what does that mean? Oh. He's like, use it in a sentence. He's like, use it in another sentence. And she's like, Anyways, like I was saying, she, she's a Gryffindor that wants to be a Ravenclaw. Exactly, she's a yeah. Gryffindor that's like trying to get into the Raven Raven House. Yeah, to the Raven House, <laughs> the Raven Common Room. Sorry, mm-hmm. forgot my lingo. All right, Robbie. Uh, I put her in Gryffindor. Yeah, it's very headstrong, very like quick to to rise. Temp- right, like, temperature, temperament. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely quick. To like looks at someone is just like, I don't like you. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Very much. He does not like Addy immediately. Right. It's the only kind of thing that like bums me out about him is because we never get to truly learn his personality mm-hmm. because the entire time we know him, he's like blocked by the fog. Yeah. So, and we see him through Henry's perspective and exactly. Addy's perspective and he doesn't like Addy. Exactly. And he's so in love kinda... with Henry, but it's not really love. And... Exactly. Which yeah. I'm sure like, because I'm sure he does love Henry mm-hmm. in real life, like without the fog, but I don't think it's like as hardcore as it is when we see him because of the fog yeah. so it's like kind of bums me out that we don't actually get to because i feel like we do meet b like in real life like i feel like we do get b's personality yeah. because the fog isn't really, i feel like, like i know b yeah but robbie i'm like you're just some weirdo <laughs> <laughs> gleaming in his eyes that has like a hard on for henry has glitter on his cheekbones oh always <laughs> glittering <laughs> so funny an actor acting <laughs> Uh, Estelle. Uh, Ravenclaw? Yeah. I was gonna say, I think she'd be Ravenclaw. She, she's all-knowing. Yeah. <laughs> she's all no- but she would be, like, an old-school Ravenclaw. She, like. she is Grandmother Willow. Yeah, she totally She is. wants to be a tree. Right? She's, like, just, that's so cute, because she's, like, heaven, she's, like, well, what about heaven? She's, like, heaven is a nice place under the tree to rest. Yeah. I'm, like, Estelle. <laughs> Everything she says. Right. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. It was a TV show. We get more of her because I did love her. And she right? wasn't really. Right. Like we could dive into her more. We had a few scenes of her and then it was just all memory. And... Yeah. Yeah. It was just all memory and like all Addie like coming back to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I think a TV show would be really cool. But I mean, I understand the movie aspect of it. Yeah. But... Mur- Muriel. <laughs> I mean, I put a Gryffindor. I was going to say Gryffindor. She knows who she is. She's very assertive and. Right bust through the house like right. i am here i'm here your house is so charming which by the way did you realize that the artwork that she does is a heart with holes in it which is henry that was hers yeah god damn it It literally says um i have the book right here <laughs> what part is that? i think it's part four that that's in front of yeah oh. muriel strauss 
design and Lawrence Herringer, who's the manufacturer, but it says open to love and it's a heart with a bunch of holes in it, aka her brother. Ow. Yeah. Subject of art unknown. It's Henry. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then uh, the only other person that I casted was Remy. I put him in Hufflepuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't really think we we're going to be able to yeah. um, sort uh, Toby or no, they're pretty much just or Sam, Sam because they're in so... I was like, honestly, they'd probably both be Hufflepuffs. <laughs> well, because Sam Sam is a total Hufflepuff because only a Hufflepuff would see a pretty girl on a roof and be like, you want to come into my house? <laughs> Not like, are you a serial killer? Like, should I question this? Like, I don't know. But she's like, oh, this pretty girl's cold outside. You want to come in my house? You want a hot cup of coffee? Yeah, pretty much. Hufflepuff. Yeah. And Toby, like, only a Hufflepuff would wake up and be like, that's a complete stranger. But they're playing the piano really nicely. I like this person. They can stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... And he's just super attracted to Hufflepuffs. Yeah, if they if they create any type of version of art and they're a Hufflepuff. And right. they're She's like, sad. ooh, my cup of tea. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool because he did it chronologically. Yeah. It's cool as one word for it. It's like, oh, wow, their relationship is really not that long. No. But... <laughs> like, honestly, if you look at this, Still it's fucking all heartbreaking. like Addie. It's all Addie's backstory. And then their relationship is only like the last couple chunks. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What else do we do at the end of these things? <laughs> Usually this is oh, what, what we are talk you about. Yeah. So I'm currently reading. I just started, like literally just started Song of Achilles. Like what am I reading? It's a good question. Uh, oh, I'm finishing up Silver Flames because it's taking me. I was like, oh, I'll read it in one night. Ha! Huh, lies. Life happened and there, thus right. I am. <laughs> we are going to really do tired. an episode on that one though. <laughs> oh God. I can't even think about uh, the plot of that one. <laughs> Or we can probably just skip a lot of that plot, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Be they did it. They did it again. They did it here. They did it there. <laughs> oh, That'll man. Be fun. Right. Um, what are you watching? I'm currently... Oh, I binged the whole first season of Haikyuu, which is an, 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 like an anime just about volleyball. But also not just about just, volleyball just watch two episodes and it's the <laughs> happiest fucking thing you'll ever see it's happy it's intense i used to play volleyball back in the day mm-hmm. so i'm like ooh, i know like so I'm, much about volleyball now <laughs> well it's funny because like i used to play volleyball for a little bit like it was middle school it was nothing like important but then my friend from that was actually really good so her and her older sister went to like clubs and so i would go with them to like their tournaments every saturday so a lot of like the scenes where they're like playing volleyball and it's a competition and it's all like it, you get like the people in the mm-hmm. in the stands, stands perspective. I was like, that would be me because mm-hmm. I would always watch like the people. I wasn't really good at playing volleyball, so but my friends who were and went to the club and did um like went to a volleyball club, not like the club, but went to a volleyball club and would go to competitions like every weekend. They were really really good. So the whole like high energy like boom 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 mm-hmm. like receive set spike like yeah. all of that <sighs> chef's kiss i've been telling you to watch the show for like i know two years i'm like you're gonna love it it's so i literally happy. texted bridget and i was like so i sat down with every intention of watching attack on mm-hmm. titan and somehow binge the whole first season of haikyuu here we are rightly so i'm not complaining right <laughs> and then i'm watching attack on titan yes i'm, I'm like, gonna watch attack on titan eventually i was like i'm only gonna watch an episode or two because we're gonna try to watch later. it together and like i watched seven <laughs> i know you're like oh i'm gonna watch a few today and i was like okay thinking like three or four and you're like so i watched seven episodes and, and i was like, like oh a quarter of a way through the season right it's <laughs> goddamn show i just want it to be over but i don't want it to be over because right all the same die. time i think is why it's taking me so long to finish it because i'm just like i don't want it to be over uh, all right 
So Oof. I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> no, I mean, no, we usually it. just wrap it up with mm-hmm. like, I usually talk about like what our next episode is going to oh, be. Yeah. What's our which... next episode? Percy Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're going to do, we're going to start doing movies that we don't really like that were like books that were adapted into movies and we don't really like the movies. So Bridget is, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bridget's picking Percy Jackson, which I'm so excited for. It'll be so fun. I'm so excited for you to just rip into this movie. Yeah, if you love those movies, probably don't listen to the next episode. Please don't. But if you love the books and you were greatly upset, please attend attend my TED Talk. I'm so freaking excited. I love Logan Lerman to death, but... Right. Goddamn. (laughs) You gotta send me that character list of who we're gonna sort to. I'm gonna... Oh, I'm excited. I will. (laughs) My father, Sean Bean. (laughs) Because I would definitely be a child of Poseidon. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye, guys. Bye.